You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Rabucci. For anyone listening out there not having a good day, please know there is help out there. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas. I'm Fatima, CEO at Agile Management Office, Mental Health Ambassador, and your host. This podcast is made possible thanks to Agile Management Office. We help businesses in three key ways, improving organizational culture and delivery, supporting transformation and change, and streamlining governance and process using 20 years of proven practice and the AMO way model. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why vendors should integrate with you and not force you to accommodate them. The reason I wanted to talk about this topic today is because I have spent a really, really long time working with different vendors of all shapes and sizes in my corporate career and even more recently whilst running a business. Now, many times I see the challenges around vendor management are not easy. It's often quite challenging to say the least particularly when we think about the space that I sort of spend a lot of time in, in projects, programs, and portfolios, that we are often leveraging several different vendors and vendor types, depending on the project or initiative that we are looking at deploying. Now, we've all run into difficult vendors at some time in the past. Some of them use archaic methods and practices, which are mostly paper-based, and they require extensive work. Others have strange payment cycles or complex project management systems. Whatever the problem is, the reality is that in most cases, vendors should be changing their approach to suit you, the client, not the other way around. And so in this, op- in this episode today, I'm going to be talking to you about a few examples to help you not only identify some of the problem vendors, but also to help you to be aware of problems that may occur and some of the things that I've currently been seeing with my experiences working with vendors in other organizations and hopefully share some tips to help you to better manage that relationship. So before we look at some of the ways that you should be expecting vendors to integrate with you, it's important to note that exceptions do exist. The most important being a sole source supplier. If the vendor is the only company supplying a particular product or service and there's no viable alternative, it may be worth working with them. If the alternative is retooling your operations or not being able to deliver to your own customers, some flexibility in this case is advisable. Now, there are many organizations that have a sole source exception where they are dealing with a supplier that is a single source for them with a particular product or service. In this instance, it may be a company that has, for example, a producer of kitchens and they are the only supplier that they have the ability to work with for whatever reason. Maybe they've got a long-term contract Maybe they have the right product in the market and that's the product that they need to use and there's no other competitor. Perhaps you work with a vendor that has a proprietary system um, and that proprietary system is only available through them. Or maybe you work with um, with a large consultancy that has a 
10-year contract where you can only use them exclusively for a particular service. Either way, there are some exceptions. And as I mentioned, if it's going to impact your operations or your ability to deliver to your own customers, then be flexible with the advice I'm going to share today, which, mind you, is no legal advice, of course. Now, first and foremost, now that we've got that out of the way, thinking about problem vendors. Sometimes it's not so easy to identify a problem vendor. Maybe you've been working with them for a long time and have become used to their processes. Or maybe you're a newer company who assumes you need to be more flexible. The truth is that we should all be reviewing all our vendors on a regular basis. Within the corporate space, when running project management offices for large T1 organizations, I would frequently track and manage a list of vendors. Despite having a vendor management function within the organization, they were not closely related or aware of what was happening day to day within our projects and programs. And so having a vendor list that we reviewed on a regular basis ensured we minimized the risk of double dipping by vendors and duplicating of resource or effort. Most importantly, we also reviewed their pricing. Now, contact alternative companies and find out what they are charging. Prices doesn't mean you have to leave a vendor that you prefer, but they are the start of a negotiation. One company I recall was pitching for some work alongside several other consultancies. And when the client asked them to go back and review their numbers because they felt that their quote was quite exorbitant in comparison to the other three quotations they got, that particular vendor came back and had reduced their overall quote by a million dollars in 24 hours. What do you think happened next? Well, the client realized that this vendor was already trying to bullshit them and decided that they were not going to go with them. So consider the problems you might be having dealing with the vendor. Think about, are they hard to reach? Do they have difficult processes and procedures? Do they expect you to work within their timelines? Since you are the customer and paying their bills, you get to make the rules. You can always vote with your wallet by choosing a new vendor. And remember, when thinking about vendors, also, it's not just about the money. It can be about the way that they work, the frameworks they use, the approach that they deliver. Some vendors will typically provide you all of the bells and whistles while quoting you upfront. And then once you've signed on for delivery with them, they will often give you junior resources that probably don't have enough experience to work independently to deliver the outcomes. So just be aware of this when thinking about your vendors. Now, let's say you've identified problem vendors. How do you approach them? Well, once you've identified vendors that are posing a problem to your organization and your own internal processes, the next step is to approach them. For example, I recently came across an example where a mostly agile organization was looking for a vendor to deliver software as a, software as a service or SaaS for short. And in this instance, the vendor, when pitching their work and providing this proposal, was pitching work and a proposal that was completely the opposite of the way this client worked. In fact, their entire engagement was based on a waterfall approach, which was contradictory to the client. Now, the client may be willing to change, but 
that's not always the case. And also as a client, we need to be aware that it's always not, it's not always the right decision. Many vendors will be willing to change the way they operate if a good customer asks them to. And if they understand why you see their prop, their challenge um, and why you see why you see it as challenging rather and why you see that there are problems. But you need to have detailed information ready about what they are doing or not doing and how it impacts your business. Ideally, you should have already thought about alternative processes or procedures in the way that you can work together. While you might not be able to adopt, while they may not may not be while they may not be able to to adopt your solution or your ideas completely or it's in, in its entirety, they may be willing to meet you halfway. But if you don't approach them, they won't know what's going on and you won't know what's going on and you might end up resenting each other, particularly if you're going to be working with them for a long time. Be open to suggestions. Sometimes it's not that your vendors don't want to integrate with your systems. It's that they not they are not set up to do so. If your vendors provide a reasonable explanation for not integrating with you and a workable alternative suggestion, consider it on its merits. There may be valid reasons why they can't comply with your request. So the best thing to do is being open and transparent about the challenges. One example is when working with a large government department that was also servicing another several government departments, we needed to understand how to bring alignment because each of those government departments would feed funding into the central one to deliver projects. But they also delivered their own projects within their own departments. Now, the challenge was we needed to understand how we would integrate and align these multiple parties into a consistent collaborative effort. And so we developed a collaboration agreement that helped them to better work together. And it meant there was clear, clear cut guidelines around how they would work, how they would deliver project, how funding would be received and so forth. So always have an alternative ready. The worst way to get trapped in an unbalanced relationship with a vendor is to have no alternatives available. As I mentioned at the beginning, sometimes it is really difficult to have an alternative vendor when you are restricted based on their product or their service or what proprietary conditions you have in place or the length of a contract and so forth. But if those things do not apply, then make sure you have alternatives. This is why it's so important to identify and onboard alternative vendors for every product and service your company uses. Whether it's office supplies or complex services, not being able to pivot when you need to might be a problem. So what I'm saying here is don't put all your eggs in one basket because there may be a time where that basket begins to have cracks. And there are companies that do go bankrupt and unfortunately leave other companies in the lurch. Even if you have a preferred preferred vendor, there may come a time when they are unable to deliver. They might have issues in capacity. We're seeing that now with the extreme difficulty around finding good resources. It might be a pricing problem. Maybe their prices have gone up or something else. Even if the relationship doesn't end, you cannot allow your own business to grind to a halt because of a vendor. So evaluate your current vendors and find one or two alternatives for each service and product you use. Think of it as like an operational insurance policy. And then when thinking about vendors, understand that sometimes you might outgrow a vendor. 
Some organizations continuously persist with the concept of having a panel of suppliers that despite not delivering results and having a constant cycle of unqualified people being interviewed by top executives that don't have time to waste, they persist to keep them on the panel and persist to force everyone in the organization to use the panel. And that is one big problem that I'm seeing in the recruitment space. But outside of that, there are problems with vendors, and that is often due to unwillingness on their part. Sometimes you also might just outgrow them. So if you're relying on a small business and independent contracts contractors, they may come in, they may come to a time where they simply cannot do what's necessary to integrate with your business. Maybe they don't have enough capacity. Maybe they're not scaling as fast as you're scaling. The likewise, larger businesses may get so bogged down in higher value work that your work may not be as much of a priority. While it's always unfortunate to end a good relationship, if this is the case, there may be times where you have outgrown your vendors. By regularly reviewing and assessing your vendors and understanding what they bring to the table and their history of delivery or non-delivery, you will know at what point that you need to make these decisions. Additionally, know your line in the sand. Sometimes the integrations we require from our vendors are rather are rather than needs. They are nice to have, but not always operationally required. So while it's always reasonable to expect that your vendors will integrate with what you need, if you do not need them to jump through hoops, then don't do that. Make them make them aware of what the absolute essentials are, but don't make them jump through hoops because after all, they too have a business to run. There will always be issues of integration that are not negotiable. Knowing what they are before you continue in the projects that you're working in will help you because starting the conversation early will enable you to draw a line in the sand and make sure it's really obvious and clear of how you are going to work with this vendor. Ultimately, in the natural world, when we have symbiosis, everybody will win. This should always be your goal in business. Instead of aiming for situations where there's a winner and a loser, look for ways to collaborate so that everyone wins. As I mentioned earlier, try developing a collaboration agreement so you can clearly call out how you will work together so that everybody is on the same page from the start. Your vendors might not even be aware that there is a problem. So always start with a conversation, laying out your problem, how it affects your business and what you need them to do. It might be as simple as telling them that you need them to change. But even if it's not, there may be opportunities to find middle ground. Ultimately, it's up to you how you want to work with vendors. And even though we have a myriad of different approaches in an organization, depending on what kind of vendors we're dealing with, having a predefined way of working upfront will make your projects run more smoothly. So there you have it. There is some of my tips on why vendors should integrate with you and not force you to accommodate them. And it's especially important for what I see day-to-day in the project management space where third, uh, third-party vendors that are going to be delivering projects expect you to use their methodology and frameworks. And just to close out on a story, recently working within the large banking organization, a vendor decided that their methodology would be best. And they spent over six months of workshops trying to get the client's team up to speed. So they spent six months of your team's time 
while you paid them, while the vendor, while the client paid them to teach their staff, the client's staff, how to use a methodology that ended up falling flat on its face. Nobody ended up using it, but guess who was impacted at the end of the day? It was the client. The client had to pay to have their staff trained in a methodology that made absolutely no sense for this team and was not well received. So just be careful when working with vendors and make sure that you have a clear path for how you will work with them. And that is above and beyond any of the legal that you need to be aware of as well when working with third parties. Thanks so much for listening. As a small favor, if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone or rate this podcast. It will mean the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please share this with someone or rate it if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on social media and to stay up to date with all things Agile Ideas. Go to our website, www.agilemanagementoffice.com. I hope you've been able to learn, feel, or be inspired today. Until next time, what's your Agile idea?